Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Hannah. And simply put, we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes, then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like, and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes, it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do, we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook, and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Victoria. Long time no see. Back, yeah. But if this is a long time no see, actually, for you and I. Yeah, we had a little break, a little Christmas break. I guess it, it went... <laughs> the 23rd of January. <laughs> I guess it's officially not Christmas anymore. Outing us. <laughs> We're plotting had, and planning. We've had very busy Januaries. Yeah, and we've been, you know, thinking about our future CBC plans. It's all been time well spent. I thought you said future BBC plans. I was like, wow, do you know something that I don't? You've been offered something that I haven't? <laughs> Hannah's got her own show on the BBC. <laughs> I'm live dropping you. It's not you, it's me. Fair. No, I would take it. <laughs> when are we going to get our show, anyway? Yeah, I th- do you think we have to like start on hospital radio? Maybe. Can we? Can you... Or do you think we need to go on like Love Island or something? Mm, I don't know about our chances of that. <laughs> I hear they're starting a Love Island for middle-aged people, though. But you're... And I was like, great, I'm 34, I surely like carrots. But and then, but then I see you have to get your children to refer you or something. Oh, yeah. Which made me feel even Don't worse. Do to refer you? <laughs> so what, I'm a single, childless 34-year-old, so I can't even get on middle-aged Love Island. It's so mean. I'm sorry. That's okay. Anyway, let's go. Um, <laughs> got any foodie insights, news, feelings? 
thoughts. All of the above. Well, I saw this fun little article earlier um, that, you know, I'm trying to bring up on my phone really quick. <laughs> but it, was, um, it was in The Observer this weekend and it was top chefs sharing the best cooking advice they ever had. And Ooh, good article. It's just a really good article. 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 Because, um, well, firstly, loads of chefs that we've covered in the pod over the last couple of years is in here, like, well, your, your boy, Jamie Oliver. Um, but also Sam and Sam Clark of Sam and Sam and Sam. Sam Love Sam them. Um, What's their tip? That when you're crushing garlic to... Mm, Make sure you add plenty of salt so that the garlic breaks down. Oh, I like that. Thank you. They also say that cling film makes an emergency, a great emergency belt for your too loose chef trousers. Can't relate. None <laughs> of my trousers are too loose. <laughs> <laughs> or apron with a missing string. Um, yeah, who else is in here? Um, Georgina Hayden. She, hers is good. Add cold syrup to hot cake or hot syrup to cold cake. Because that's what means that it absorbs and because in Greece and oh. the Middle East they do they always add syrup to cakes to keep them moist. Greece and the Middle East. Greece and the Middle East. Ravneet has one about fixing a creme anglaise that has split. You put it over an ice bath. It's just a great read. The best one though actually I thought well two Rukmini Ayer um who we covered a couple Love of her. episodes ago she her one was never apologize for your food. And I love that. I think that is a great... Oh. There's a funny meme somewhere about, like, how you <laughs> haven't entertained for your friends until you've, like, g- cried over your food while you're cooking it and then, like, yelled at them that you don't have... They don't have to like it or something like that. And I feel like I always am very hard on my food uh, when I'm serving it to people. So I just thought that was a really nice tip. And she's just like, you know, everyone just ought to be delighted that you've cooked for them... If you've forgotten something, people will be none the wiser. Or if you're running late with dinner, just have loads of crisps and plenty of wine on hand and everyone will be both mildly tipsy and oblivious. Um, I just thought that was that. great. That's advice. a very Alison Roman tip. Yeah. To have crisps and <laughs> wine. Yeah, that's true. And in a similar vein, J. Kenji Lopez-Alt, our, our guy. Um, Alt, my, Alt. My babe. Your boy. He says, um, forgive yourself which I think is quite nice, that, like, eh, understand that mistakes happen and, like, just basically don't be hard on yourself. It doesn't really matter if it doesn't look the way it looks in the recipe, in the book or in the photo. Um, And, like, once you're sitting at the table, whether it's by yourself or with other people, the food has already done its job. Um, So I just... And, like, he says, luckily we all eat multiple times a day, so if something doesn't come out right once, you're going to have another opportunity to practice and get better at it. So it's just a nice little article. Well, that's a very pragmatic thing, isn't it? Yes. Thing to say. That's nice. I really enjoyed it. Um, Do do you have any... I wasn't expecting emotional support (laughs) as well as, you know, practical (laughs) support tips. Um... Well, you know, from like two people who have had multiple breakdowns on this podcast over food that's gone wrong, I think it's very welcome. I like that. Maybe I'll get that printed out. Maybe. Do I have any? Yeah. I think mine would be like... Sharp knives? Yes, sharp knives. Angela Hartnett says sharp knives, actually, so... Good. I feel like you're, you're, you're starting off 
yeah, half an hour behind everyone else if your knives are sharp, are not sharp. Yeah. They don't have to be, I don't think they have to be really good knives, but I also don't think you need loads and loads of knives. People say this all the time. Yeah. Um, like, like everything, buy the best you can afford, but keep it sharp. Yeah. And, you know, that could be go for clothes <laughs> because it spans a range. Yeah, I think mine would be like when you're entertaining to pick recipes that don't involve you, like being in the kitchen doing loads of last minute stuff. I think that's the biggest yes, yeah. lesson I've learned. It's so stressful when you have people over and you're just like panicking and sweating and crying in the kitchen <laughs> while everyone else is having a great time. I'm always just panicking, sweating and crying in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean you're not even cooking in there, you're just, <laughs> just hiding. Yeah. I, just, I spent all my time just sweating and crying in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll share that on um, social so other people can read it and maybe share their little tips as well. Yeah, I love a good little tip. <laughs> Also, on entertaining, before we talk about this book, I don't. Let's not talk about this now. But let's definitely make a note to do like a mini sode or just a conversation at some point where we discuss what our come dine with me menus would be. <gasps> That's a great shout. That is a great shout because I don't think it's like a. Yeah, obviously it's not like an off menu style no. menu. It's the dishes you it, know will impress, right? And, but are, you know, that you're not going to fuck up and you are like universally liked. Yes, that's true. I think couples come down with me is more cutting than come down with me because the couples like egg each other on into being really bitchy about the yeah. other people's menus and they're like, oh. Yeah, like you're obviously going to get paired with some absolute weirdos <laughs> and some people that have like never cooked before that just like, oh, obviously men, like men that have literally never cooked before. They're like, well, I could, I, I could win, I could win the money. <laughs> that's my impression of men. <laughs> Victoria doing man, this such a high proportion of glass chopping boards and come down with me that it absolutely stresses the hell out of me. Is there anything worse than chopping on a glass fucking chopping board? I just hate it. No. No. Anyway. Like what are they for? I feel like they're not even they're they're for something else. I don't I don't know. I don't know. We we digress, let's be sure. This is not the episode that we're doing today <laughs> however come back for that episode because it will be great well, even longer than all of our other ones combined maybe do a come we need to do a come down with me we need to link up with another podcast hosts <gasps> there's there's two of them mm-hmm. ed and james during the court in right now. um and we could make fun podcast slash tiktok about it N James. Shout out if you want to. Yeah, we're here. Again, once again, we're shouting you out. (laughs) We're just two girls standing in front of two guys. (laughs) Asking them if they can cook for them. You know, oh, you know, Dolly Alderton, Pandora Sykes, they just get endless podcasds. (laughs) There's, there's, it doesn't exist anymore, does it? I suppose we could also do it with Jessie Ware and her mom. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. You work on the pitch right, for that. See you there, Jesse. <laughs> um, sponsored by Waitrose, because all their things are sponsored by Waitrose. Maybe we'll cut this out. Um, so today, but, but, but. but today we are not talking about Come Die With Me any longer. We are talking about Olia Hercules. Olia Hercules. 
What a name. What a name. Honestly. What a good name. Her parents were really slacking, weren't they? Ours? Yeah. Yeah. What are they thinking? <laughs> this shit. It's average. Well, you know that she got... Her, you don't know if you know this, but she got Hercules. She, she got married uh, when she was young, and then they, they split up later. But um, his surname was Hercules, and she kept it. Oh, Correct decision. I would as well. Well done. Yeah. Shows you should just marry for the strength of someone else's surname as well, really. Oh, yeah. And not marry if the surname is weak. Or don't take <laughs> the name. But, you know, also don't, don't marry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rolly Hercules, specifically Home Food, the book, her latest book that came out last year in 2022. We are covering today aren't we we are we are quite <laughs> Anna just looks really confused <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the cover when you said covering I was like oh that's a lovely segue to talking about the cover which is quite a busy little cover isn't it very busy yeah tell us about it it says Olia Hercules home food <laughs> <laughs> recipes to comfort and connect and it's got a nice picture of Olia looking at a squash and some rye bread she looks um it's just very colourful. Little quote from Nigella there. Yeah. You know you've made it when you've got Nigella as your quote on the front cover. She's got, oh yeah, Jamie Oliver on the back. And Andy Oliver, the two best known Olivers. Unrelated Olivers. <laughs> Diana um, Henry. So yes, it's her latest book. What do you think is the 20... process for getting a quote on the book, by the way? What is the process? Do we know? I imagine it's your um, agent editor. Right, yeah who just sends some kind of proof out or maybe you know they just talk to nigella and jamie or whatever's editor send them a you know a couple of recipes yeah and they're like hey give us a quote yeah that's when jamie says heartfelt story because like, you're telling me that jamie oliver sat and read through this <laughs> i don't believe it he's a busy man <laughs> he's very busy he's got a number of tv shows in the works i'm sure <laughs> and uh, you know, four different books to come out this year. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just in, just interested. Well, anyway, d- as a little, you know, clickbait teaser mm-hmm. for today's episode, um, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, because I have something nice to say about Jamie Oliver later <gasps> in this episode. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, it's a new year. It's a new Vic. <laughs> New life. <laughs> should I should I tell you a little bit about um Jamie Oliver? Oh no, uh, <laughs> Olia Hercules. You talk about whoever you want to talk about it. <laughs> I probably shouldn't. I you know go back and listen to the Jamie Oliver episode from last season if you want to know about Jamie Oliver. Yes, please tell me about Olia. She is a Ukrainian chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was born. She was born in Ukraine. She was born in South Ukraine, uh, in a place called Kakovka. I hope I'm saying that right, and I apologise to all of our Ukrainian friends if I'm not. Um, she, which obviously that's very important for what I've got to say later about um, what she did with hashtag Cook for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So. She, yeah, grew up in Ukraine. Her mom and dad stood together. They did different things. She had asthma as a kid. Yeah. And at age 12, because of the, they thought the climate would be better, they moved, to, her family moved to Cyprus oh. to live ah. and be better for her asthma. 
Again, our parents were really slacking. <laughs> the life that this woman has had, honestly, like she, I hope that she's thinking about writing her memoir and because it's amazing because yeah. she, so she moved to Cyprus yeah. and then came to the UK when she was 18 for uni. Okay. And just had a great time where she studied Italian at uni and so then went to live in Italy for a bit during that time. Wow. You know, she's just basically she's just dream woman. Just lived a great life. Huh. Um so she speaks Russian is her native uh language and she also speaks English, fluent English, fluent Italian and a bit of Ukrainian. So she's basically just cool as fuck. Jeez. God. Um boy. Wasn't uh <laughs> wasn't a chef from the start whatever so she graduated from like I said she graduated from uni Mm. with an Italian degree and then went she was looking at um I think she was doing filmmaking or reporting or some kind of journalism right and then uh things happened possibly the financial crisis uh she lost her job or things went bad and so she went to Leeds Okay. Uh, which is a cooking school in the UK yeah. and did their year long three core three term diploma right and trained to be a chef and um she went to uh she went on to be a I think she's a food stylist for a while and then worked at Ottolenghi's oh no way yeah do you know what we should do we should create like a little you know some like a little infographic of like <laughs> firstly like number of mm. overlaps between the chefs if they've worked for each other but also like the number of people who actually you know were chefing at age 20 or whatever is probably really low most people kind of came into it or fell into it much later quite interesting yeah i saw an uh an interview with her where she said when she so she's got i think she's got three children so two from her current marriage and one from a previous relationship right um so but she talks about when she was giving birth to uh one of her children how um the midwife was checking in on her and she was like are you okay and she was screamed i've done 18 hour shift at ottolenghi's i can do this (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) and talked about yeah how you know she thought that hospitality prepped you for things like childbirth (laughs) jesus you know that's a nice way to think about it (laughs) yeah so it's all happened quite in a short amount of time for her so she worked at Ottolenghi, so she completed her lease in 2010. Mm. And then her first cookbook, Mamushka, came out in 2015. Right, okay. It's like eight years ago. So she only, yeah, but that was only five years between that. Four or five wow. years between that is her finishing lease and her cookbook coming out. And she's always been this real, like, very serious advocate for like ukrainian food and like food from that that part of the world and also like the ukrainian people like you read a lot of her stuff um from or like interviews with her from before the the war yeah um the war that's happening now she talks about what happened in crimea and and also just the um the history of like farming in Ukraine. She, I saw her talk about that, which is like fascinating about how they have used to have all these different wheat uh, crops. And, but then 
the the world came in and basically reduced uh ukraine's farming to like monocultures of wheat and so they've lost a lot of that like native ancient grains and stuff um but she's always talked about that and she did so she did she brought mamushka which is a book about ukrainian food Mm -hmm. out in 2015 and then she went and did for her second cookbook she did like a a trip a really in-depth trip i think around it's this book's called caucuses oh yes i remember that one so it's georgia azerbaijan and beyond oh wow so she went on a trip and like you know looked at all of the history of food and, and recipes from uh that area and did that one and then her she had a book in 2020 called summer kitchens and then 2022 this, this book which she wrote during lockdown this is a real trend with the ones and... we're covering this season <laughs> yeah lockdown books we'll talk about the book in a sec but i think most people listening will know olia's name if they didn't know it before they know it now because she's kind of rose to the forefront of people's minds and and various you know internet stuff because she started the cook for ukraine hashtag and movement and fundraising campaign um after the russians invaded ukraine last february mm-hmm. uh i think she her parents were caught up in it like she, they were stuck out there like she like she spoke really rawly rawly that's not a word um i like it though and honestly about it on um openly <laughs> uh, about it on her instagram at the time and she just you could just tell she was just so obviously it's her home mm. it's her um the region she's from and she she was really kind of struggling with it and she just asked her followers in the first instance to like give help there was a there was a time when she was trying to get things like bulletproof vests and things like that to her brother who had gone to fight he's like an accountant or something and he'd gone to to fight on the front line Uh, yeah it's crazy she would just put up like a paypal link right and like i'm i I think i gave that time because i was just so moved by her posts on instagram and stuff and it would just be yeah like her dad and brother who i think I, i could be wrong but like at one point definitely some family members of hers have had like the opportunity to leave or have left but ultimately gone back because they felt like it's something you know that they need to be there which is just amazing yes. so yeah she's she's incredible to follow on instagram just for that stuff and i remember even yeah like he said before the war even happened she she's done so much to kind of educate about ukraine and the countries around it as well she used to run um she used to run like a holiday you could go like it was like a really small group of people and i think it was like in partnership with explore ukraine or something and i remember seeing the itinerary and being like oh my god i would love to do that how fun it's just yeah a group of random people and you go around with her and taste loads of different things and cook loads of different things it looks amazing yeah i've got a lot of respect for her yeah she's amazing and that that campaign just grew and grew and grew to the point where people were sending money, chefs and other food people started getting involved. People started putting it on like on their like restaurant receipts. Yes. So you'd give a pound, five pounds, whatever, to your bill, um, and it just and or you could do a supper club. I think there was lots of different events, wasn't mm. there? And 
I looked on the Just Giving page earlier today and it, it's up to over 800 grand. Whoa. And that's just in the UK or like <clears throat> in Europe, there's a whole America, like US section of it as well, yeah. where you give through a different um, section. Yeah, it's really, and it's still going on and people are still doing things. And she, I saw on the Just Giving, like she was on, saturday kitchen this week yes and people had just she'd obviously mentioned it she started people had had given her um given the campaign money Mm. and it's just incredible like she's amazing she's 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 just so the fact that she's still got the energy and i feel like she a lot of the time she says like i don't have the energy for this yeah she just she's just great we love her she she's also she's married to a, a a food stylist, food photographer, a photographer, actually don't use a food photographer called Joe Woodhouse. Um, does he have his own quite... book or something as well? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he does. So yes, home food. It Yeah. Came out in 2022. She wrote it during lockdown as this like collection of stories of comfort food. It's not just her stories. Mm-hmm. There's, kind of input from other people yeah. and from different times in her life and it's yeah it's just peppered with these lovely stories written in, in prose and it's uh yeah it's I, w- I would say it's not it's not like eastern european ukrainian themed is it really but it does you know it does have obviously a skew because her comfort foods are yes those ukrainian foods yeah i think there's definitely an influence like right there's a lot of what you would expect from that region you know a lot of dill for example (laughs) sorry trying to hide the disdain (laughs) from my voice there and a lot of cabbage and um kind of broths and things like that that um, you Mm. know potatoes stuff too yeah a lot of broths yeah yeah, whilst not exclusively of that region, it is you can definitely feel that that's where her kind of comfort zone is or whatever. For sure. What did you think first flicking through? Flicking through. Um, I did think it was such a mix, like, because there's loads of pasta and, like, an Italian section in here as well. And then there's, like, Cypriot keftas or something that they're called. There's one from Jeremy Lee, isn't there? There's one from Jeremy Lee. There's a lot of baking so it was a real kind of mix of stuff that I wasn't expecting at all. And it's quite big, isn't it? Like, it's, it's got, it's, it's yes. pretty packed. There's a lot of kefir in here as well, isn't there, actually? Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's in all the bread recipes yeah. and stuff as well. So, yeah, it was, it, it's an interesting, it's a really interesting mix. The photography is beautiful. And, I mean, not even just, you know, off the food. Some of, you know, some of the ones are gorgeous of just her, like with a lovely basket on her arm, picking something in the sunshine. Just much more wholesome than I will ever look. Oh, cute ones of her kids and stuff too. Um, But yeah, it wasn't, I didn't think. It all looks quite simple and quite doable. I wasn't, I guess that's the point, right? It is your home food. It's it's this this kind of dinners that you want to cook or it's not crazy project stuff. Yeah, I, I, I was intrigued. What did you think? Yeah, same. I was intrigued. I, I was also surprised at how much sweet stuff was in there. Baking yes. sweet stuff. I think like that's the when I first got it, I, I texted Hannah and I was like, "Oh, I'm really surprised at how much baking and sweet treats there are in here." Yeah, it's it's nice. It, it's it, I did. Yeah, I just didn't expect it. 
I think she says at the start that she has quite a sweet tooth and that her um, one uh... of her sons does too and that um, like screens, they don't do desserts Monday to Friday. But they nice. um, then they go all out at the weekend or whatever. So, I like that. Yeah, I think she's quite into her baking. Uh, one of my friends, actually, I meant to tell you this. My friend Sive got me like an online dumplings class with her during Yes, I thought lockdown. you'd done something like that. Yeah, and the recipe is actually in here. It's the little kind of rose dumplings that she makes. But it's, it's, yes. it's the classes were great because you get you get the recipe for the dough in advance you meant to make that before the class and then and the fillings and you can opt whether to make a meaty one or a veggie one and then you just kind of go online and you like assemble them together with her and the other classmates so it's really lovely it's a um, yeah great gift well done well done side they look great yes those um i didn't make them I, i thought about it but i was like i'm not gonna be able to find barberries probably because they need Barbary. She says sour cherries is fine. Um, yeah. But also I don't know if I'd be able to find those. No. But they look great and I love a dumpling. I am a dumpling. <laughs> Me too. You're my dumpling. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're my dumpling. Thank you. You're my little bow. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my little steamed dumpling. <laughs> My little white pudgy steam dumpling. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about white? I've been, you know, I've been layering on the fake tan recently <laughs> since I put it on when I was sick. And I was like, wow, it really does make me look awake <laughs> and, you know, alive. <laughs> Didn't we hear a tip once that, like, if you're hungover to, or if you've been out, put, like, a little bit of, like, those tanning drops in your moisturizer yeah. when you go to bed and you'll wake That's up. Sally Hughes in the car. Yeah, when you wake up, yeah. not looking so hungover. Not that you were hungover, you were obviously just unwell. And who's to know? <laughs> not, not if you keep carrying um, on with those tan and drops. Anyway. What did you cook, Hannah? <sighs> Hannah. <laughs> Hannah. Oh, I said Hannah Roo, actually. Oh, Hannah. Yeah, I did just be Hannah Roo. Uh, I, I made... Hannah Roo, my little dumpling. <laughs> well, um, I made two things. Two mm-hmm. things. So, I made... <sighs> and I feel a bit heavy-hearted about these. Because <laughs> I just don't know... They're making me nervous. I'm sorry. I don't know if I just chose wrong or I like okay look I'm just gonna start so I made the cauliflower soup with cashew well no with cashew cream and cashew ducca but I didn't make the cashew cream I just made because she says it's optional um, and you needed to soak okay. them for hours and I just didn't have time but that bit does sound great and I think would be a nice addition um I did make the ducca and this is inspired by oh a restaurant down your neck of the woods actually root Oh yeah, we're. I, I don't know if it's veggie a veggie restaurant, but this is. This is. Yeah, I think it. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it must be. It's vegan, but she doesn't really seem to mention that, which I guess is nice. <laughs> wow, a vegan recipe doesn't tell you it's vegan. <laughs> 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 sorry vegans Love sorry you. thanks for saving the planet um we <laughs> first of all you uh, roast a 
couple of cauliflowers. Throw, a couple of those collies. Throw those collies on the barbie. Yeah, it's not on the barbie, you do it in the oven. And at whole, uh, leaves on, read that a bit too late and kind of rushed to like <laughs> save, save some small, some of the small. <laughs> Paper mashing your leaves. Just putting them through. Shh, shh. You always have the leaves on. You. <laughs> she said the leaves may become dark and crispy, and they're my husband's favourite bit. Keep them. Um, I didn't. I'm sorry, Olia. But. Um, sorry, Joe. <laughs> sorry, Joe. Sorry, Olia. Uh, so they're roasting away, and then you make the ducka, which is cashews, sunflower seeds, and pumpkin seeds. You roast them. Um, till they're golden and nice and then you in a frying pan you toast coriander seeds and cumin seeds and then you take the coriander and cumin seeds out when they're done and you use the same pan to toast sesame seeds um, so it's just you know a lot of Ooh. a lot of seeds and nuts um, little toasty little seeds <laughs> just toasty seeds and you uh, are meant to kind of bash them together then basically <laughs> but i was a bit lazy and i kind of blitzed them in um in my little kitchenaid mini chopper thing Your mini chopper yeah and i think i wait, ding, ding. i blitzed them a little bit too much i think i probably should have kept a bit more texture um but it's lovely it's lovely and fragrant it's a nice crunch it, that goes ultimately on top of the soup in the end um and then you also make these again some barberries or dried cranberries, which is what I use, or she says, or sour cherries or raisins. Ah. And you kind of rehydrate the, these little berries with some 100 ml of water in a pan and some white wine vinegar and some honey. And then you Ooh. just kind of bring it all in there. The, the berries kind of plump up again. And she said not to throw away the um, liquid um, just use them instead of vinegar, use it instead of vinegar in dressings, which I thought was oh, fun. cool, a nice little tip. But anyway, so then when your cauliflower is done, you break it into pieces, transfer it to a big pan and add stock or water. She says to have a boil kettle nearby and in case uh, you might need more water to get the consistency the way you like it. And basically you just blitz it up using a hand blender. And I just, I just didn't it just wasn't doing it for me i just don't know did i do something wrong or is it just am i not do i not like it i just because the cauliflowers you just roast them without anything right and then yeah that's a, and they're very they're, cauliflowery aren't they cauliflowers yeah and i i don't know then you're just using stock there's no spices or even like cream or something the the texture was a bit grainy for me no matter how much i added mm. more liquid and i just chucked loads of seasoning in there because i was like jesus i couldn't taste anything and then you yeah you just you serve it like that with some ducca on which definitely adds flavor and i'm sure the cashew cream had i made it um would have added more flavor and the berries are a nice little addition but yeah, I just couldn't get past the soup itself. Just wasn't doing it for me. Mm -hmm. I would, I would have loved some spice or cumin or something in there to like elevate yes. it, or something additional to the kind of broth to to bring some flavour. But yeah, it was just oh, I wasn't really a fan. It was it was weird. I really wanted to like it, but I just couldn't. It was too much for me. I didn't want to. No, that's okay. Okay, that's alright. Okay. I think I think this this book I felt it as well in this book it's very a lot of the recipes are like that right there's very few 
fresh chilies, for example, or yeah, other spices like that. It feels quite bland. A lot of the food in in an absolutely fine way. Like if that's you know, because that is people's comfort food, I guess. Yes. Um, and you know, maybe the it's I guess with your cauliflowers, it could be you know if you had really fancy lovely I don't know what fancy cauliflower is but maybe it's something about the produce right yeah. like the right time of year I don't know but I think it's I guess it's that's when that really shines through doesn't it like the quality of your yeah stuff yeah that's true um I guess it's maybe because she raves in the intro about like you know how the the duck is ambrosial and uh it will, she's a lot of strong language. It will blow your mind. She's very hyperbolic, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, no. Throughout, she does I mention think. it's vegan here, by the way. Oopsies. I missed that. She says it's her oh. go-to if they have a vegan friend for dinner. I just think maybe I missed something or something. It just, it wasn't. I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to like it. but That's okay. Um, she forgives And then the second thing that I made. Forgive yourself, as Kenji would oh, say. Oh, thank you. Okay, yes, you're right. I do forgive myself uh, <laughs> uh the second thing that i made was this hedvig's brown butter miso and walnut cake oh lovely yes a lot of buzz you know brown butter tick as we know i'm obsessed um walnuts miso no, yeah walnuts <laughs> well i'm obsessed with walnuts <laughs> she just never shuts up about walnuts hey. though. <laughs> Hedwig tick. Um, <laughs> oh, have you noticed she's got the little QR codes a bit Molly Baz esque as well? With, yes, with the guys. yeah, I did notice that. So you, br- what's lovely here? My favorite bit of this is that um, you brown the butter, <laughs> and that's my favorite thing. No, into the brown <laughs> butter. Once you've done that, you mi- whisk in miso. Um, and then you leave that to cool and firm up. I popped it in the fridge. Um, but it tastes amazing because it's you know yeah I bet just, I love me it's like two like umami bomb things, yes exactly right? like your brown butter gets that yeah or there's <laughs> it's like waggling your fingers no <laughs> like you, that depth of flavor quote unquote yes. 100% it, it's just delicious you could probably just spread that on toast and you know die a happy person and then the cake comes together quite easy once that um brown butter miso thing is ready so you just beat that butter with um sugar and then you add in eggs one at a time self-raising flour and then you add in yogurt at the end by hand and then you spread that into the prepared tin oh my god this was funny so I did it in the um lovely Nordic wear tin that you got me that I previously have mentioned yeah but of course that's an upside down tin and as in because the mold beautiful bit is on the bottom and you're gonna ultimately flip the cake over but here you have to scatter the walnuts on top of the cake (laughs) so I should have definitely (laughs) fucking put them in first and I did not but anyway, yes, yeah, so you put in the batter. A normal person would put this into the tin that they've prepared and scatter the walnuts over and then you bake it for like 40 to 50 minutes. Um, and when it's cooked or when it's um, baking or nearly baked, you dissolve some sugar in water, you make like a syrup and you add mm. some miso into that syrup. And then you put in the ch- some more chopped walnuts in there and you spread that syrup over the cake when it's out of the oven. 
which... Oh, that sounds like... That old syrup sounds like... That sounds like a great cake. Yeah, it was good. Again, I did not eat the The, the crumb was a little bit tight for me. It wasn't like a big, okay. you know, kind of spongy crumb. But again, mm. I was just like, was I just having a bad day? I don't know. I don't know. I did them both in the one day. Oh, also, I completely forgot to take a photo of the cauliflower. <laughs> Of the cover. Yeah. Oh, I got a nice one. We've been away for too long. I know. Do you remember for Simon Hopkinson? I forgot to do take a photo and then I <laughs> drew one for our Instagram, like the shittest fish and chips there ever was. <laughs> um, it was nice. It was nice. But you know what? Maybe with brown butter, sometimes in, in these cakes, because uh, I made uh, Molly Baz's bra- banana bread the other day as well. I've made it before, but given it away. And this time I made it and had some. And that has brown butter in it too. And I don't know if it carries in the ca- in cakes of that size. Uh... Um, I don't know if you can get... I don't know. Maybe... It, I don't know. I, I like it in Madeleines or whatever, but they're so small. And the quantity of, you know, they're buttery little cakes. Yes. Um, little so, bites. yeah, I don't know. You, you could definitely get the miso and the, the kind of candied walnuts on top where lovely addition um but yeah I'd, I'd have to give that one another go i think because it doesn't the crumb doesn't look that tight in the picture maybe i did something wrong so yeah i'm i don't know i don't know maybe i wasn't having a great day sorry Ali. i don't know it's okay. i think it's fine to to not love them i'm like maybe you're right maybe just those flavors just don't do it for you or don't go together in a cake yeah as well. you know like that those you know, brown butter is very savoury. Miso is obviously very savoury and salty. And then you're adding like sugar to that. Maybe it just evens it out, and it's not really. Yeah. Nothing is. Nothing's winning. Yeah. You know. Yeah, maybe that was it. Um, and but I I want to like this book, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make some other things and report back because there was lots of other things w- which we'll get to that I wanted to make. But yeah, I just felt like I failed a bit. I'm sorry. That's all right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, what did you make, my friend? My little bow. Um, my little bow. I also made two things. Okay. A bit of a, a a slog. I feel like I worked on my two things from this book for like two days. I didn't really need to, but it just, that so happened. So the first thing I made was, um, Xenia's Zrazi. Oh, did you? (laughs) So yeah I saw that. so i'm not sure if this is like cheat it's page 203 <laughs> uh i don't know if this is cheating because so if anybody remembers i made Zrazi 
from <gasps> Alice Zaslowski's In Praise of Veg mm-hmm. um, with, is that, I think that's how you say her name, right? Yeah, yeah. Zaslowski. And the ones from, from that hat. So they're the same, basically. These little nuggets of mashed potato yes. with some kind of filling inside. Um, yeah. So same, same thing. And I'm sorry that I've made these again, but I just, I loved those ones from Alice. And I've thought about them a lot since. And I've always wanted to make them again. And then I saw that she had them and I was like, great. And these ones have meat in the middle. Yes. So I was like... Which is the only thing that put me off making them because I was like, ooh, lovely little potato dumpling. Well, she does also say that she she makes them for her husband without any meat because he's veggie. um, And that's why she makes the sauce because she doesn't think that with the meat in, they need anything. They're just fine. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, But I have some thoughts. Um, (laughs) So... very different if i'm going to compare it to alice's they're very different recipes um well not very different but different in that you still need cold mashed potato 500 grams of cold mashed potato so that's what took the time with this one i had to cook the mashed potato the night before and then let it cool fine that was easy just did it like normal and with Alice's she makes like a dough out of the mashed potatoes you add eggs I think and uh flour Mm -hmm. and stuff to the mashed potato to make it like a dough so it's more kind of pliable so you can add the filling right and you cook the filling the night before with Alice Zaslavsky's and hers was like a mushroomy one with this one Mm -hmm. Xenia who was her auntie right her mom's sister um you don't cook the filling, so you cook the filling when you cook the little dumpling nugget things. Ah, interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, and also you do, you don't do anything to the mashed potato apart from you dip it in egg and then semolina to make it have like a little crusty, little crispy out, 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 crispy out. <laughs> um, so. That's interesting. It is. I wouldn't have thought it would cook very well in the middle. Yeah. Uh, it cooks fine because it's mince. Okay, yeah. That's well. This So, so it's 100 grams of minced beef, 100 grams of minced pork, um, mixed with a, a little onion that's been grated and a, a couple of eggs. So you mix all that together. She says you have to see... That's it, right? No spices, no anything. She says you have to season it really well so it tastes nice. Um <laughs> She does say you could add some spices in, but basically you just get, she says, like 80 grams of uh, mashed potato with 40 grams of the meat and put that in the middle. Okay. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's impossible. Why? Like mashed potato that's not, that's, that's just cold mashed potato that is not, made into any kind of dough situation is not going to hold anything it just falls apart in your hands yeah so i changed the kind of quantities to make them much smaller because they were going to be massive that was that seemed quite big and i kind of gave up on having the filling like all in the middle mm-hmm. it was mostly it was it felt like it was like distributed throughout right. by the time i'd finished yeah, yeah. um it was it was and that was not a fun process, I don't think. Oh, no. Um, so anyway, fine. To make sure it's all cooked. 
So you, you, like I said, you put the egg, semolina, and then you fry them either side. So then you squash them down and they're like a little oval shape, Mm -hmm. like an oval, like a flat oval dumpling. Um, You fry them each side for a couple of minutes. So they're kind of fried off. And then you turn the heat down and put a lid on and let them kind of sizzle away for three or four minutes on each side. Um, So the inside is cooked. And that's that. And then she has a sauce with them, like I said, that she says you don't need to make, but you should make it if you're just making the vegetarian ones, which are just potato (laughs) (laughs) fried. And that is dried wild mushrooms that you kind of obviously you soak, butter, onion, 200 grams of button mushrooms, like a mushroomy one, garlic and creme fraiche. And so you kind of, you get the onions down to be like lovely and caramelized Mm. in some butter you add the all the mushrooms and a bit of the like mushroom soaking juice, which she loves as well. In my other recipe, she did that. Mushroom soaking juice. Mushroom soaking juice. <laughs> my bad I wouldn't go see that bad. <laughs> um, and that's it. So you kind of you just that's it. And they they weren't like Alice's. <laughs> <laughs> they were quite bland. Oh no! Um, she does call them, you know, and I think that they're kind of supposed to be because she calls them in the the thing like their uh, simple nursery food version. I think she she talks about her kids liking them. So they're really. I, I gave Marcus one. He was not interested. Um, <laughs> he yes. So they're very potatoey. Yeah, and not particularly fillingy because it, it kind of distributes and and. It, they're frustrate. They felt frustrating to make because the 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 potato doesn't hold together very well, yeah. and you know the, I think the way to combat that if you're not making it into a dough would be to just to to not make mashed potato with like butter and and milk and cream whatever. Yeah, it would just be to have mashed potatoes, but that would taste crap. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe like so. I get it. I, yeah. I get. The sauce was lovely. I'm going to make that sauce again and put it on pasta because yeah. it was really nice. It does sound good. Like, all that mushroomy, like, yeah, absolutely beautiful. Um, wish I'd just put that on pasta, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's seasoning. Like, I guess like seasoning is a big thing here, right? Like, if we're... Maybe I've, you know, maybe I should yeah. have salted my cauliflowers more. You know, maybe the yeah, potato I seasoning. I don't know either. Well, I, she, she does say um, the filling must be seasoned with salt properly. You can always fry a little bit off to make sure it's super nice. Mm. Um, I, I didn't, but I did add a lot of salt. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, but fine. What I know is that I like these drazy. And also, I, yeah, I, I liked the ones I made for Alice. Sorry, just talking about Alice the whole time. Um, <laughs> You're like comparing it to your ex. <laughs> yeah but she just had better flavor <laughs> um but yeah sauce was great like the little creme fraiche mushroomy thing uh yes the other thing i made was uh dumplings over a potato and mushroom stew oh how fun yeah yes very um wholesome <laughs> so this is basically a really kind of simple mushroom and potato stew Mm -hmm. really simple 
beautiful, lovely. Um, but it's and it and, and it's topped with these like snails of dough ah. that cook that you make the dough and then that you you cook them on top. in the stew so they like puff ah. up and cook and are like this lovely topping for your stew and they're like this amazing gorgeous dough that was honestly the highlight of this book for me oh really um yeah 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 so it's on page 193 if you want to thank you you got it i'm here um <laughs> uh so again i did this the the night i made the dough the night before kefir in the dough um what i will say that i loved about this book and all the recipes that i looked at she's she does so many substitutions yes like everything has a substitution like this has ghee in it clarified Mm -hmm. butter but you can use butter or you can use so she said i couldn't find kefir yes for the dough but she says you can use 150 ml of yogurt let down with 50 ml of water. Great. There's always yogurt in my house. Yeah. Right? Like I, that's a great And tip. that made sure that I could make this because I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. So it's a really simple dough that uh, is quite painless to make. So uh, 200 ml of kefir or the yogurt thing, yeast, brown sugar, an egg, flour. Oh, nice. And then oil for, for your thing. You just kind of, you kind of put that together, with, put it all together with a spoon. And then she says to get in there with your hand and like, instead of like kneading it, she talks about like slapping it on the, or like bashing it on the side of the, oh, yeah. the bowl for basically as long as you can be bothered and you have the energy to, um, and then you put it in an oiled bowl and let, let it rise, which she says takes a couple of hours. I put it in the fridge overnight. Oh, nice. Because i could and then and then so she has a qr code but i actually didn't watch it so for this next bit you basically you get it you get the dough out and you roll it out into a big square Uh a big rectangle and you spread some um melted either clarified butter or unsalted butter all over the the top of it right and then you roll it up like a cigar oh yeah or a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> or a cigar. Depends what your um, mind is. Cigar yeah. <laughs> and you chop it into like, I think she has like 16 pieces. Okay, nice. Right, so you've got these little like cinna, cinnamon roll style little Yeah, little swirls. And you put those, uh, you know, away to kind of prove for another, I think she just says 45 minutes or so. Maybe I've. I don't know what she says. 30 minutes, she says. Okay. Um, so you just kind of leave, you oil the tops uh, and leave to prove. Nice. Do you oil the tops? I don't think you do oil the tops. I just literally made that up. Um, <laughs> so you leave them to prove. And this, that was because I made spring onion pancakes yesterday and you do this a similar kind of thing oh, yeah, with spring onion pancakes right where you roll them up yeah and then you do oil the tops um so you leave those and then you make your stew which is um very mushroomy okay. so you've got like uh you rehydrate 50 gram 50 grams of dried mushrooms and that's a lot Ooh, right yeah. for mushrooms with uh vegetable stock Right. So you, you, you leave that to soak for as long as you want to. Yeah. Um, and then it's just 
400 grams of mushroom, chestnut mushrooms, oh, 500 grams of potatoes, cut into wedges. <laughs> no, so many mushrooms. This is such a mushroomy dish. Um, sorry to my husband who doesn't like mushrooms uh, and had to wait all night for this uh, stew and um, didn't like it. And <laughs> well, now you're filing for divorce. <laughs> uh, so basically you just... Oil in the pan, mm-hmm. and then you cook. So, do you you cook up two onions that are th- thickly sliced, not thinly sliced? For as, she says, as long as you like, basically as long as you have the patience for. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Take take the onions out, kind of cook off the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Take the mushrooms out, mm-hmm. cook off the potatoes really quickly. Everything back in with some garlic the dried mushrooms and the kind of the water <laughs> the, the, the un, mushroom, uh, mushroom soaking water nice. juice you said you said juice um, which is what juice, made it worse oh, and then juice, juice is just like <laughs> bin juice <laughs> and you just kind of cook that in a little you know that comes together as a little stew right uh and once it's kind of Boy, all boiling together and uh, ready. You get your little snails. cinnamon roll snails, mm-hmm. and you just you pop them over the top, leaving a little gap because they're going to puff up. Yeah. So they the thing lid on. Oh. Your like casserole dish, and then you just let it go on the hob for twenty minutes. All right. Ah. And yeah. That's it. I thought you were going to put uh, in the oven. You should put it in the oven as well, but no, it's just on the hob. And then, so this dough is like it gets to be like steamed bun, bao, yeah. dumpling dough, uh, but it soaks up all the lovely juices from <laughs> juice, 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 juice <laughs> from the stew. <laughs> <laughs> From the stew juice, stew, and it's just delicious. Oh, that's it great! Was the, and then the, the dough, I had loads left over. I had loads of little snails left over, and oh. I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to bake a couple off." Because she says at the bottom, "Use this dough for all sorts of things." So I was like, "Right, right. I'm going to bake a couple off, see what they taste like," and they were amazing. Oh wow! They were so good. Like really interesting texture when they're baked. Yeah. Because obviously, it, it, or, but she also says you can like steam them and put whatever you want in them, like little bowels, or you yeah. could have them like burger buns. Honestly, that was that is the standout for me. That that dough, like it, it really um, huh. was great. I want to make it. They look. It looks. Looking at the picture, it looks. They look. It looks kind of fluffy, kind of milk bready or something, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it does feel like like that and it, it yeah um, she says when making the dough that it, it's probably going to be really like wet mm. and basically you should handle it as wet as you can handle it right makes sense. um because the wetter the dough the lighter the yeah the, the bread yeah 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 which is um, always like that's true but, but it's always so hard to work with isn't it like it's the same with even like focaccia mm. and stuff right like it's like you you know you yeah. shouldn't add extra flour but if you're doing it by hand or whatever it's a bit of a nightmare so yes it's, i guess it's good that mine wasn't that too 
too wet. Um, mm. But maybe that was because I used yogurt and not kefir, and kefir is more like liquidy. Quite liquid, isn't it? Um, yeah. But basically, it turned out great. The, the stew was also really, really nice. Um, and this is where my Jamie Oliver mention and praise of Jamie Oliver comes in. It reminded me a lot of my favorite Jamie Oliver recipe oh. from one of his books. I think it's from Seven Things or whatever it's called. Seven How many of his books ingredients. do you have, Victoria? Just, just the two. <laughs> Literally just <laughs> the one that we did for the pod and Seven Things, which my parents bought me a few years ago. And it's this mushroom and sourdough soup thing interesting where you like yeah where you like put sourdough it's basically like this you get dried mushrooms and potatoes and stuff Mm. maybe not potatoes can't remember and then yeah you bake uh it in the oven right with sourdough in it and it has to be sourdough because i guess it's got that like yeah you know the consistency it's not you can't just put like white bread <laughs> <laughs> bit of hovers on top there. um and it's so good it honestly oh. you know shout out to jamie this is the only shout out of good things he may have oh, that's not true he may that's do some good true. things in the future but um he yes that's a great recipe if you interesting interested. i'm i'm kind of with steven on the i'm not a big mushroom fan just a medium size this wouldn't be your thing yeah um which is unfortunate for a vegetarian, right? Because yeah, I think I've said it before. You get you get a lot of mushrooms, but I would be really intrigued to to try those dumplings. I wonder could you could I just put them over another type of stew? <laughs> yes, I said that. Like put it over your you know your cauliflower stew, yeah, your cauliflower soup. soup. Yeah, I said that to Stephen. I was like, I think you could put them over anything that's a, like a stew that's that's got enough i guess liquid that because you're going to want it to go into them yes. a bit and that, you know that gives that taste or just make the dough anyway and you know yeah, have some fun but it's a good it's idea right? and it looks so impressive yeah it does look good. Um, it's really cool oh i love that i've never made a stew like that there's there's a lot of them um with kind of dumplings on top or like what is it that's um Oh my god, this is completely defunct. Like a bis- like a biscuit dough. Don't some people do it with like a kind of um like a savory scone. Oh, like an American biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never done any of those and it um I must. I'm always a bit put off by like how like pale the dough is, I think. But mm. I think it probably um I imagine with those here. biscuity ones, you bake them, right? Like in the, you you wouldn't obviously just leave them on the hob. No, no, yeah, bake you'd bake them. The lid off. Yeah, which was why I was like, oh, you just do this. This is essentially, you're essentially just steaming these, I guess, then. A bit like yeah. A, how cool. That was a fun thing to try. She says to serve it with some kraut or kimchi. Huh, interesting. Yes, which I did have um, it with a load of kimchi. And it was great. Because it needed it because it was very rich, obviously, because of all of those dried mushrooms. Yes. Uh, so you needed something to cut through that. So I got all the pickles out. All of the pickles. I was like, what's going to be best? I had some, I've run out of kimchi, uh, which is annoying because it's hard to come by. Like good, good kimchi it is hard to find. Around here around here around those parts what were there other things that you saw that took your fancy that you wanted to make 
Not loads. Mm-hmm. I felt... I felt like when I first flipped through it, I would definitely, I was like, oh God, I don't know what I'm going to make. Right. Because there's lots of things that looked nice, but also you've got to think like, right, what are people going to eat in my house? What can I get the rest of the ingredients for? So you're just going to make the one thing that the other adult (laughs) in your house doesn't like. (laughs) It's fine. My uh, mother-in-law is here the next day and she had stuff. (laughs) She liked it. But the chicken catoletta cata cotoletta sandwiches oh i can look see great, that like a little schnitzly um you know and also i will always shout out if someone's got a recipe for a sandwich in their book because yeah ultimate comfort food yeah a sandwich best thing in the world Sandwich, um, toast. And the tomato rice, which she then makes into like a tomato rice cake. Yes, Looks I saw fun. that. I thought that was fun. I'm sorry. Hmm? <laughs> no, we're <laughs> <just> sorry. <laughs> Kenji said not to be sorry, Siri. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many apologies in this episode. <laughs> How about you? What did you feel like making? There was a butter bean dip with garlic and paprika oil that I thought looked fun. Love a dip, as we yeah. know. Um, I, did you see her savoury eggy bread, which caught my eye? It's like a French yes. toast thing, but then you... I did. Put, like, Kewpie mayonnaise, she thought, which threw me, and, like, some um, coarsely grated gouda cheese on top. I was just intrigued. It's a bit cheesy for me, but it looks um, delicious. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. It's, it's a so good simple. Idea. Yeah, like, you could... You definitely have most of the stuff to make that. There's a peanut and dulce de leche cake, which I thought looked yes. nice too. Um, a lot of the baking stuff that she has a kind of, um, I don't have it here, but I can't find the page, but it was like a milk, essentially like a milk bread that you make with like a... Yes, she has like a Japanese, song. it is like a Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of the baking, oh, it's called, yeah, this is it. It's called bread for eating. Um, Shokokan yes. or milk bread. And I thought that would be fun. But yeah, I do want to, I want to give it another go because I really, I just, yeah. Um, I feel like I was having an off day or something or, yeah, maybe my seasoning game wasn't. Uh, and I guess I'm being biased here, right? Because like if, if the, I was so hard on someone like Alison Roman because her recipes didn't really work for me. and But because I really respect Olya yes. and I really like her, I'm like, oh, it was all me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that you also know that her, her recipes are good, right? Like she writes for various yeah places online. She uh, this this last weekend or the weekend before she had like a thing in the Guardian, right? You know, writing about was it vegetable? It was like a vegetable side dishes thing. I can't remember. Yes. Um, that's why I was disappointed about this book. I thought there'd be more pickles. Yeah, I feel like maybe one of my twenty twenty three you know late stage thing is to get into fermentation and pickling oh yeah but maybe i'll make my own kimchi i shouldn't rely on having to go buy it from somewhere in bristol maybe i'll make my own i tried to make it once and uh did it explode it exploded yeah all oh, over the ki- like kitchen oh. yeah and it was um is it gochujang that i put in it and it was uh, it's obviously quite a fiery red yeah. color and it just like stained yeah. shit out of all the shelves oh. and everything she's got a fermented chili sauce in here that i thought looked nice nigella had one of those in her mm. most recent book as well and i'd love to give that a go 
Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. She's, I like her kind of no waste approach, right? Like even, you know, like I said on the rehydrating those berries that time, yes. she's like, don't throw that away. You can use it as a dressing. Um, I just, she's quite, she's obviously just a very smart, like instinctive cook, I bet. You know, I'd like to have her cook for me, basically. Ollie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're invited to my come down with me. Hercules. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's maybe that's it. We gotta get our favourite chefs on. Although I don't want to cook for them. No, I don't want to cook for them. <laughs> I laughed and then I immediately was like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, shall we rate? Shall we rate? Yes. Let's rate. Yes. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. You just grab your mushroom poaching liquid and let's or juices and come over here and rate. <laughs> So that, that's the next health food, you know. Oh, but I actually feel so unwell. Move aside, bone broth. Move in, <laughs> mushroom soaking juice. Oh, it's just the word juice. Um, okay, so if you haven't um, joined us before, uh... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Each you don't we... actually have to get mushroom soaking juice for this bit if, <laughs> if you haven't joined us. No, just grab whatever juice you have nearby. <laughs> we rate each... Apple, orange, mushroom. <laughs> we rate each of the books that we discuss um, and we rate them out of five criteria. They are usability and accessibility. That's, that's one. one. <laughs> Ingredients used. Aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Veggie friendliness. And inspirability. How kind of, yeah, inspired are you to cook based on the book? And we change what we rate out of each episode. Um, usually something that kind of pops up again and again throughout the book. And for this episode and for Olia's home food, we're going to rate out of cabbages. Cabbages. <laughs> cabbages we didn't mention that but there are there are a lot of cabbages in there's here. a there's lot like of cabbage, cabbage fritters it's like cabbage fritters there's the cabbage pie uh many cabbages cabbage pie yeah but she has a chapter on potato and cabbages i think yes she does serves. did you talking about cabbages, cabbages before we right did you see that um so this week vittles have done a thing about food tattoos a, a newsletter about food tattoos and tom yes. eagle he's got a i'm just getting it up on my phone right now he has a uh hispy carried cabbage tattoo oh hispy? yeah hispy yes careless hispy we yeah i don't know how i feel about that tattoo it's a bit shaded i don't know Ow. i don't want to oh, apparently it's not it's not tattoo. it's not a hispy <laughs> it's a calaboss oh. But she tells oh, people it's, it's a calabas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a calabas. I love it. <laughs> what cabbage would you get tattooed on you if you had to get a cabbage? Um, <laughs> I'd definitely yeah. go for a Chinese leaf. Would you? <laughs> Delicate. A little, you know. D- yeah. Well, that's it. D- does bok choy or whatever count? Is that a, is that a cabbage? Is that in a cabbage family? I feel like you're bent in the rules there. Yeah. What, I'd go what, for one a of Brussels those. Sprout next. Yes, I would get. One tiny little Brussels sprout. Um, are those like pointy ones? Are they cabbages or are they broccoli? They're cabbage or are they cauliflowers? You know the pointy oh. ones. <laughs> Vic is just doing crab movements. Do you mean like a romesco? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's a broccoli. Ugh. 
Okay, we'll come back to you on this point. <laughs> just a white cabbage. A white cabbage, like, okay. you know, like half chopped up into very thigh, fine bits. That's how I'd get it. <laughs> okay, cool. Good to know. Um, let's just know, dear listeners, what cabbage you would have tattooed onto your body <laughs> permanently. <laughs> what if you wins a cabbage tattoo? <laughs> Seriously, the prize has never been claimed. Um, Vic, how many cabbages are you giving this out of five? Uh, right, let me talk you through my thinking. Um, <laughs> Please do. My little dumpling. Usability, usability and accessibility, that's one. I'm giving it a yes. Mm-hmm. A what? Yes. <laughs> All right, Simon Cow. What is wrong with me? It's quite late in the day. Um, it's late. That's getting one from me. It's, okay. it's it's not a difficult book. And when there is a little, anything a little bit difficult, there is a QR code. Uh, yes. So that's good. Ingredients. That's another one. Uh, that mm-hmm. gets one for me because there's options. I like, like we said, there's things you split. We out. like options. We like options. Yeah. Aesthetics. That gets one from me. It's not my favourite looking book of all time, but it's not mm. terrible. Uh, it has pictures for most of the recipes uh, mm. and beautiful pictures of, you know, squash and her and her cute kids. So, yes, one. It's very squash and her. Just loads of pictures of Ollie <laughs> holding squash, like little, a bit like Wilson from Castaway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna go with uh, squash and Olia, Macbeth, but, but also Wilson. Strong images. Oh god, veggie friendly. Yeah, there's a lot of vegetarian cooking. She talks about how a lot of it's plant based. I think you know, plant led, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the cool kids are saying these days. Plant centric. Um, inspirability. I I struggled. I struggled, Hannah, to decide what to do with this one. Because mm. like you, I love and respect Ole Hercules, but am I going to pick this book up off the shelf very often? I don't know. I feel like, mm. I feel like, I don't know. I want to give it half because there's enough in there to, to, to feel a bit inspired. Mm-hmm. definitely isn't one it's definitely not getting a whole one and actually maybe i'm not gonna i'm just gonna say no i'm just gonna say no no okay it's no cabbages okay it's not okay. so that's four cabbages okay. out of five for me okay um how about you similar vibes <laughs> glad you asked um similar vibes um usability and accessibility definitely are very yeah. easy and ingredients used there's nothing 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 wild in here <laughs> the Irish would say um but uh aesthetics yeah I think it's a half I I like the pictures but I don't oh, I'm I'm sorry Ollie. I don't like the cover I don't think I'm not here for the color scheme also white on mint green is not a good accessibility you know <laughs> zero for in terms of you know being able to see what is written <laughs> who needs to see anyway okay. um Veggie friendliness, uh, yeah, half. Do I want to give it half? I I know what you mean. There are a lot of veggie things in here, but sometimes I thought the things that looked most interesting to me 
um had some meaty elements so i was like oh and i just keep you on, don't just want to eat keep on potato cakes <laughs> well i do actually but they had meat in them too and i didn't care to read the intro enough to realize that i could have just eaten them with a, <laughs> a mushroom sauce because um, i'm a lazy shite um so maybe it's just a half for me on the veggie friendliness and a half on ins- no i'm not going to give it one for inspirability no i think i'm with you on that Mm. I just don't think it's my food. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I spoke in the new... We did an episode for Patreon uh, subscribers on our New Year's resolutions and it was about, like, what one and mine was to be, you know, get out of my comfort zone and stop going for the Ottolenghi-esque <laughs> uh, recipes. But I, I, I just... This was a little bit of the opposite for me. I just don't know if there was enough kind of spice and flavour and stuff like that. So, yeah... I struggled a little bit with this one. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm 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 gonna give it another chance. I'm gonna come back. I'm yeah. gonna come back. I'm gonna do some of the baking. I think I'm gonna do the milk breads. But yeah. Good. So how many was that? I think it was only two and a half. Was it? Wow. We. Ingredients. Yeah. I didn't give it one for. Yeah. No. Sorry. Two and a half. Ooh. Oh, I feel mean now. Let's move on. Um, the <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take being. I don't like Aww. being negative. Uh, let's talk about our next episode, mm. do, which do, do, is do, going do, to do, be do, 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 do. <laughs> that's Dr. Dre. The next episode for, <laughs> for the people, people in the back. <laughs> uh, I got it. Just to say, I got it. I was just, I was just giving you the moment to, to continue that. Thanks. <clears throat> Before I launched into the rap, <laughs> is that this? What? Bleh, beep, beep, boop, boop. Um, that, that is this Hannah. Next. When I did that, then Hannah you yeah. know, held her headphones like something had gone wrong. <laughs> I'd been cut off, but actually, I was just saying weird. Having a moment. So our next episode is going to be yeah. the final episode of season two. Oh, well, the final book of season two. It's season... probably not going to be the final episode. No, because I don't know how, how we'll categorise that, but we're going to do some fun floating episodes, aren't we? Fun Out floaties. of season. Fun off floaters. Season, off menu. <laughs> oh, my God, off menu. <laughs> God, we are so embarrassing. Um... <laughs> yeah, Sorry. So yes, uh, the the book is is uh, the book. Oh my god! The chef, Diana Henry. Fix okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Diana. Henry. Well, this is kind of a fun like three sixty moment. I never know if it's three sixty or one eighty when, when you talk about these things. <laughs> but because our first ever cookbook circle meetup, which was how the cookbook circle started, was. Diana Henry themed because yeah. we thought she was such a legend and there was loads of such a legend legend there was loads of her recipes were freely available online and stuff like that so it's kind of fun to wrap up with the season to the, the season two of um, inspirational global women honk um, oh, with her, with our original inspirational global woman, who inspired us to be global international women podcasters. Um, so we're doing so two different exciting. books, right? Yeah, I am going to talk about from oven to table. That's the name mm-hmm. of the book. 
And I'm going to talk about <laughs> from table to, to oven. <laughs> it's follow up. When you haven't cooked it for <laughs> long enough. <laughs> when your dinner's a bit cold and you just need to put it back in for a bit. No, I'm, I'm going to talk about how, how to eat a peach, I think it's called. Lovely. Uh, Yes, it's exciting. So we're going to talk about those two books and then we'll tell you in that one a little bit more about the episodes that we'll be doing after that. Yeah, and maybe we'll tease a bit of a, of season three, which is coming. Maybe. It's not, we're not, ha- nobody's having a baby. Well, some people are, but not neither of us. No. The podcast is our baby now. <laughs> uh, we'll be back. Um, yes, yeah, so we will see you for that one and thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. We love you. We love you earlier. We love dumplings. Bye. Bye. Wow, harmonies. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.